0: With traffic, errands, and parking, cars can be a chore. But a great car can be an adventure, a getaway, and a prized possession. Whatever your budget
1: or family require, there's a car out there you'll love. We're here to help you find it.
0: I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Volkswagen has built the equivalent of the Nissan Cross Cabriolet, the Murano Cross Cabriolet. Volkswagen has a Murano convertible they do it's called the t-rock it's the suv the small suv it's sort of like the q3 audi let me let me size. stop you already
1: before you make a convertible you called it the t-rock they as they in like called it the t-rock. almost a t-rex
0: we called it the t-rock yeah t-rock baby okay all right and, and it's out it we've got the picture pulled up here oh, it's no, the t-rock oh, no. cabriolet no. r it's the no, r no, version no, which no, makes I it does, all better i don't know i have decided that it is like the 89 the white volkswagen the the gti the golf cabriolet right yeah it's like that yeah at high speed mixed okay. with the cross cabriolet to make this raised, elevated because the car's white, the top's black, um, you know they're channeling the eighty nine um no. rabbit or golf or whatever no, it was. This is this is all bad. They have brought that back inexplicably and because it has there's a market niche it's, that it's needed filling. It's almost
1: like they looked at the back of the Civic, current Civic Type R, and went, we should put that on the back of something Volkswagen product and then uh-huh. make it a convertible. Uh-huh. This is all bad. We have to post this photo because it's, it's not a visual it, it's medium. It's not but, that's, but here's the other thing. Scrolling. I don't know that you want to see it.
0: What is going on? BMW is <laughs> off the cliff with their beaver teeth. Beaver teeth. We're, 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 we're standing on that. We're hoping everybody starts referring to that exactly. as the Beaver Teeth. You, you
1: T-E-E-F-F, by the way. Beaver Teeth. Exactly. We hope everybody refers to it that way until BMW changes that direction.
0: Let's just beaver teeth them into sh- we have, shaming them. Here's the thing. For, you and I have
1: not tried to mobilize um, no. our audience. We really don't. I mean, you guys are fantastically supportive, and thank you. And by the way, happy Tuesday. But at the same time, we haven't been like, okay, we're going to war. Yeah. Beaver Teeth might be the dividing line that, right that now. might be It the really might be it. Here because everything, anyway,
0: this M135i is like, well, it's right on the cusp for me. It's well, the large, that new, the new, what was it, the
1: no. X6 in the super duper absorbs light black?
0: Yeah, the Vanta black. And I didn't notice the black, I just noticed the fact you had beaver teeth on the front. <laughs> well, they're so proud of how black it is, they put it in the ultraviolet, the black light room. Yeah. But then the grill is lit up. That means the grill is glowing, <sighs> which let's not accentuate to, that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Why? And now Volkswagen is doing the T Rock. Cabriolet. cabriolet now
1: in cabriolet this form. is
0: not good looking it's like a tub you look at it from the top view yeah. and it's it's like a tub you well, got except, in a tub
1: yeah okay yeah and you it's you, you but here's the thing good. here's the thing the poor nissan Murano convertible buyer those cars are old enough now you're looking for something else so for those hundred people... Boy,
0: does Volkswagen have a product for you. Volkswagen see, can solve it. Yes, it is. It's, well, it's quilted not. leather changes the game for it sure. Yes. But
1: okay, we should stop talking yikes. about photos that you can't see, but we should post them anyway, <laughs> uh, just so that you can
0: have your eyes scarred like eyes are, <laughs> ours are scarred. Anyway... Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Thanks for following it. We've got a car conclusions, all car conclusions. It has been admittedly a long time before we've done this, and we've Mm -hmm. gotten so many emails. So thank you to all of you who have responded to my call for action for sending in your emails. Totally. Now, some of these, as you'll notice on the list here, some of them relate to podcast episodes. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. thank you guys for listing. Here's what we suggested. Here's the podcast episode number. And then here's what you ended up buying. But many of you have written in with... I wrote to you, I actually changed things, or life happened, and I, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, reconfigured my thinking, and here's what I went and got, and so thank you for those. So we do have a number of emails that we didn't get to the car debates. Yeah, you're a
1: listener, but we never covered your debate specifically. Specifically. Absolutely. You know,
0: because you've... Yeah, yeah. You know, your thinking has been changed essentially. So we're we're getting to all of those. So we will dive into those. We've got uh yeah, an entire episode dedicated to those and really hopefully cool. we can get to some more questions at the end. Yeah, some questions at the back for sure. But just a reminder about the Phaeton versus XJR. Oh um, yes that thing. H- how do we classify this as madness? Is it a madness is appropriate. It's it's like a fever dream. Let's see if we <laughs> actually go. wake up That's and actually better. have the cars or not. That's yeah. better. So that is a GoFundMe. You can find that on the website, everyday driver. Mm -hmm. And at the top of the page, there's a GoFundMe link. And you can read everything we've written about... What we intend to do with the cars, including at the end when we raffle them back and hopefully give them back, give them back to somebody that donated to get them in the first place. The whole whole point of this, yeah,
1: this came from you guys, the audience, saying if you guys want to do this, what if we actually our patrons who are on our Discord uh, chat room, they came up with the idea and Mm -hmm. they said, why don't you guys do a GoFundMe and we'll see if we can help you get the cars? And then now it's at that point if it happens, then it's on us to maintain them so they run so we can shoot them for TV and YouTube and many other places. We are not trying to. A, rebuild these cars, or B, buy the worst one in the country. We actually want to have a a genuine discussion about how these wickedly expensive executive cars Mm -hmm. plummet Mm -hmm. in value because of maintenance, because of the fact that there isn't a second buyer for those cars. Your first buyer is an executive that leased it, and your second buyer is a ghost, apparently. So then they just drop (laughs) off. So then compare that to technology in the current big monsters Where are we? We want to have that discussion. We want to talk about driving them in general. We have a lot of ideas, but the show didn't have the extra liquid, let's just say that, to just go buy them. So that's what we've asked for the help. If it happens, great. If it doesn't, the money's going to get refunded to you. It's for those cars or nothing. That exists. Also, while we're here, Amazon has Season 5. So does Vimeo if you're international. Yes, yes. And it's still playing as well on Motor Trend Channel.
0: So that last episode... Season 5, Episode 6 features the 718 Boxster versus the brand-new BMW Z4, which thankfully is not teetering on that same cliff edge as the depreciation for the Big Sedan Challenge. So that True. is, you know, the the cliff can be used for multiple purposes. <laughs> it's just that car doesn't have—it's toothless. <laughs> it's just normal it BMW. It is. It and still it looks, looks like a, a normal
1: actually. car. That actually, is a very good styling on that for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got that episode it coming. It's Sons Beaver Teeth. And,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully that will be as of Pre-teeth? this uh launching. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I'm going to keep beating on that. I'm telling you. Yes, yeah, so uh hopefully that episode will be available at uh this recording so once it's out and uh hopefully you guys enjoy that one as uh, we're moving ahead towards shooting for season 6, which is crazy. Yeah. But we've got to jump to all these car conclusions, diving in. I selected a lot of them and hopefully we can get to yours. If we can't, I think we need to do this again soon.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a cool element. It's a cool element to see how you guys interact with the podcast. And by the way, if you haven't already, we welcome your ratings or reviews on iTunes for the podcast. And we really encourage them on Amazon and IMDb for the television show. That does help the algorithm because Amazon owns both IMDb and, of course, Amazon Prime. But they are recommending the show to people. Many of you listening right now know about the podcast because Amazon recommended the TV show to you. Yeah, right. And you guys as the audience uh, giving ratings, that's the reason that happened. So thank you for that.
0: So now we just need to manipulate the audio algorithms in the right direction, right? I, I have no idea how to manipulate any of I these things. Know.
1: The YouTube, Amazon, these behemoths cannot be manipulated they, they by they the common man. Too, oh, yeah. So yeah, it's a, move,
0: it's a moving target. Get around. Yeah, it's a moving yeah. target. Yeah. <laughs> any human interaction. Why would Can't that can have, have human that? interaction. No, 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 All right. Starting with Jesus T in South Carolina. He bought a BMW Z4M. Mm-hmm.
1: The convertible, yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, he wrote to us a year and a half ago as of this recording. He said, back then, my garage consisted of an S2000. One, he had a 2017 BMW 328i Sport Package, Mm -hmm. the MDX, which is his wife's car. So it's a 2015 Acura MDX, a 2017 Chevy Colorado. Yep. So the debate was that he had changed jobs and didn't want to use his BMW every day. Wanted Mm -hmm. to keep it fit for just the car shows and and that uh, that sort of thing, The, the club trips, that kind of thing. So we recommended that a fifth car wasn't needed. And <laughs> He said, "Wait, can't believe what we happened went to fifth car?" I <laughs> can't believe we did I, that. I
1: also am laughing about the fact that you and I, who are not known for our restraint, actually pulled back at fifth car with <laughs>
0: like fifth car really four is great. You know, four is Five, awesome. Five is you know, is what? What are we doing?
1: that, that that's a real many. question mark.
0: Yeah. All right. So after searching, he found the eighth generation Civic Si, and he was happy. And then he was even happier when somebody offered him two grand more than he paid for, you know, only two months after he bought it. Yeah. And so he, he made a profit like, on it. Uh, yeah, I'll do that for sure. Sure. Uh-huh. And he says, well, cars are disposable to me. Well, they're disposable to all of us if somebody offers you two grand more than you paid. <laughs> of course gonna, they are. If you're going to make money on the discussion, it's probably, yeah, <laughs> worth taking. All right. So uh, the Colorado was being used by his father-in-law to transport the family around. So – you know, it preschool was, runs. It and that's his kind of father in law's primary car. Yeah. yeah. So he says, when my son was born, we traded the Colorado for a Honda Odyssey. Made more sense to carry all that baby stuff. But that means they still had the MDX at that point, the Odyssey and oh, the MDX. Yeah. So they had space galore. Yes.
1: Lots yes, of space. That's not an
0: issue. Yeah. But that meant no truck to tow the S2000. Mm hmm. So he sold the lease on the BMWs using swap lease. Which and is then interesting. He okay, bought cool. the modern El Camino, the Honda Ridgeline.
1: I love that description, the modern El Camino.
0: I was like, where are you going with this, Jesus? Oh, you're right. You know, the Honda Ridgeline almost <laughs> is that. Well done. Yeah. If you're following along, that means at this point, every car in the garage was built by Honda. That's a very good point. Ridgeline that mm-hmm. he just bought, the Odyssey, mm-hmm. the MDX, mm-hmm. and then the S2000 is the Canyon and track car. Yes.
1: Yes. Honda garage. The problem is, it's it's almost like Jesus broke out into sweats or hives. I'm not sure which. He suddenly realized he was without a BMW, and it just stressed him out. And he would see one, and it would stress him out. And sometimes he would see photos of one, and his wife would give him like a back rub to like calm him down and like deep breathing, and you don't have a BMW, but it's going to be okay.
0: Water therapy or
1: something. Seriously. Like so, so that was a down. real problem. So he didn't need another car, but he was like, okay, I would like a BMW back in the garage. And you've already heard, we mentioned it at the top. He ended up shopping, searching M cars for the first time. He found that the Z4M in convertible as a roadster was surprisingly inexpensive. Mm-hmm. So he wound mm-hmm. up, even though he liked the Z3M, he likes the the coupe. And, of course, he said our coupe piece on the Z4M did him no favors. We've been guilty of that, as a yeah, matter of fact, yeah, for he, lots of people. He decided that that was a car he needed in his life. So he now has the Z4M roadster. But he made the comment where he said, I am aware of the fact this is the same engine as the E46 M3. Mm -hmm. And that has a Mm -hmm. rod bearing issue that not might, but does. So uh, you need to be sure that you take care of those and swap the rod bearings fairly regularly. So he's working on that. He was worried about it when he bought it at 90K. But he's had a mechanic, his local friendly mechanic that does great work for him on the cheap, is working on that since he got the car.
0: Right. (laughs) So his wife said, and by the way, Jesus says, my wife is the perfect wife. (laughs) Jesus, you scored a point. Good job. She named the car the invisible car because it's been at the mechanic, and they bought it two months ago, and then she hasn't seen it yet. And so, you know, they got the license, insurance, no car yet. Picture this. Honey, I bought another car. He got over that hurdle. Oh, good, honey. You got a BMW.
1: Okay, you're going to be happy now. Where is it? We have a license plate. We're paying insurance. You're paying it off. She hasn't seen it. Yet. She hasn't seen it yet. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like, take her over to the shopper and show her, hey, that's
0: mine. It is a ghost car. Well... In Nowhere in your email, Jesus, do you give an indication that you sold a car out of your all-Honda garage yeah. to get mm-hmm. the BMW. Yeah. Did you notice that No, part? I did notice this. There, there's no indication yeah. like I sold a car, I got rid of the S2000 or any of that. Yeah. So I think that means you've got the all-Honda lineup with most of the popular products they make
1: <laughs> and the Z4M. The Honda family greatest I- hits followed by the BMW outlier, Which So that's... Five that is his fifth car. Maybe it hasn't come home because he doesn't have anywhere to put it. Maybe it needs to <laughs> yeah. stay at the shop.
0: That's a it's good actually point.
1: long-term storage. Keep, it's actually not getting worked on. on. It. It's long-term storage, honey. Hmm anyway. Hmm.
0: All right. Well, uh, congratulations. You've got yes. an excellent car. Sounds cool. I hope
1: you get to drive it soon. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: if he doesn't, he's got the S2000 or the He does. MDX, it's, I
1: love it. I love it. We've got Ridge the five-car line. garage. Jesus, that's awesome. Jason Goodwin in uh, North Carolina actually wrote to us as well. And I, I want to connect the dots. You probably already connected the dots here. He got an E46 BMW M3. And the first thing I thought after reading Jesus' story is, hey, by the way, have you heard about the rod bearing issue? Maybe you want to get that looked at.
0: Maybe. All right. So he was already using Auto Tempest. Great job, Jason. So he's narrowing his car choice down for driving dynamics, performance, interaction, style, and history prior to listening to the podcast. And he says, I wanted you guys to know the podcast gave him the final nudge and validation to make the, make the purchase. That's cool. We're here it. to push you off the cliff. That's our we, entire we purpose We are your in bad life. influence.
1: We are not a financial advisor. No, no, no. Yeah, no.
0: It's, it's just a bad influence over here. We, we want to, you know, get you into something you love. Completely. And so if you write to us and say, guys... I'm thinking about blank car. Should I get blank car? Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's, you know, like a, I don't know, something terrible. Name and something all, terrible. All you've
1: owned is something terrible, and now you want to get another something I mean, terrible. We're going to try to get w- you to we'll something better. You, but, but yeah.
0: you know, other than that, if you're looking and you've done your research and you're thinking, yeah, this car is really going to, you know, light my fire, Great. But know that everybody who's debating cars and everybody who's written to us, Mm -hmm. there's going to be more cars in your life. For sure. Which is great. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to Jason's story here. So he and his wife found an 04 E46 M3 six-speed I love Low it. Low mile, well it. cared for. The car was in Minnesota. They're out in North Carolina. So he and his wife flew up, inspected, and bought the car. Love it. When you fly up and then you inspect it, you kind of know you're driving away with it. It's, it's For the really, most part. And I will say,
1: as the guy that went to L.A., flew down, flew down to L.A. with a one-way ticket to drive a Lotus back, It is there is that moment. There is that moment when you're aware of the things in the car that aren't perfect Mm -hmm. and you're weighing that in your head against, do I want to get back in the Turo or the taxi and go back to the airport and buy a one-way ticket
0: and (laughs) fly myself home? Or am I willing to put up with that? Yeah. Well, I'm glad it is and has been good. He said the trip and the car were great. Just one flat tire due to a bad valve stem. But now the car is a semi-daily driver. It's really cool. Three or four days a week. And yes, they're made to drive. And he said it's sublime, no regrets, rod bearing issue, look into that if it's been done already wonderful but we encourage you to keep it sublime keep it I driving and look into the car
1: what i love is jason makes the comment here where he, he just he says how much he appreciates hearing everybody's stories we've covered on the podcast all the ideas we've done it's made him realize that he's not weird or i'm sure you're plenty weird actually jason we're all weird but but you're weird with a community let's put it that way <laughs> but there are plenty of people like you out there who just want to chase a car that they really love he realizes he has the disease and that's not a big deal i like that your wife has been supportive. I think this is fantastic. And you have this 15-year-old car that makes you smile. But that's the whole point. You have a car that you love. You bought it
0: cross-country. Everything about this story I like. And that's just it. You're making memories. So Mm -hmm. you can use that as part of your argument for your spouse to say, look, the car, we're going to go on the road trip just like Jason did. And we're going to drive it home. We're making memories. And we're taking photos. And we can look back on something we did. Which is great. I love that part of the justification all right fraser h is moving to denver found his mom her dream car so he wrote to us in the middle of 2019 and said i am uh, i work at carmax as yeah. an inventory associate so he's got access to carmax's nationwide inventory plus a lot more so he and his mom are going to be moving to denver in the next few months probably about the time of this recording probably yeah and they're planning on driving with their two boxers and terrier mix so he was really shopping for her With her needs in mind, Mm -hmm, which meant mm -hmm. all-wheel drive, comfortable enough to drive everybody and all the dogs, 1,100 miles to Denver. And then be a good car for Denver. Yes. It has to be for for the Colorado weather. And so, of course, he was drawn immediately to Subarus. And so, first of all, he got his mom into a 2017 Forester. Took Mm -hmm. it for a test drive. Yeah. She liked it. Yeah. Wasn't anything special. Utilitarian. No real luxury. Okay. So she looked around at Lexus SUVs, SUVs. (laughs) <laughs> but they all seemed too bulky, just didn't speak to her. Okay. All right. So now his brother lives out in Denver. He's got a Q5, and then he suggested a Q3 because it will be slightly smaller, which mm-hmm. theoretically his mom would like. You'd think so, yeah. But all the, the inventory of all the Q3s in the CarMax inventory had two high miles. So as he was working one day, he came across an Infinity QX50.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He said the one in our lot happened to be rear-wheel drive, but, you know, he was thinking just for a test drive, it doesn't really matter. On, uh, when they're in SoCal. Mm-hmm. So hopped inside and he said, hmm, this could appeal to his mom. And so after she had driven the Forester, they got into the QX50 and she was speechless with the interior quality. That's pretty cool. I love it when a car speaks to you. Yeah. And you never know yeah, yeah, yeah. which one it is. We think it's all the usual suspects. Well, mm-hmm. I just, I all, I'm all about the steering ratio. <laughs> it's all I want. Most of the time, that is exactly all I want. Steering ratio. Uh I just want a car that has the best steering ratio. (laughs) I don't care if the rest of it looks like garbage. We're going with that.
1: I realize it's a Gumpert Apollo, but have you seen the steering ratio? (laughs) I know it's a Nissan Cross Cabriolet, (laughs) but I love the color. We we, we get
0: stuck. We get stuck. A teal is just so, no, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's really not. So she described the driver's seat as feeling like a cockpit and loved how it wrapped around her. So when they went on the test drive, the sales associate said, you know, let's get on it. You know, let's see what it can do. So they were cruising along, came up on, on some traffic, and they said, oh, you can just get around these two cars. Just yeah. Yeah, yeah. hit it. Let's go. And he's never seen his mom cackle before. It's like the first time I heard <laughs> my mom swear. She was pulling a pie out of the oven, and she swore. And I went, oh, that happens. Oh, my gosh. What? I You never. What? Uh, yeah. yeah, the pie's done, but wow, didn't see that coming. So he had this exact same moment, never seen his mom cackle, but he loved it. He said it was absolutely priceless to see her blowing past X fives and GLCs. she had never felt this way about driving and never knew that driving could bring out such feelings. That's really cool. <laughs> Mom's been taught to hoon. You realize that's what's happened here. Yeah. Hopefully she'll be doing some more cackling and not I swearing. Love it. I Less think of that's the swearing and more the cackling. I think that's great. Zoe so he says he listens to us regularly, and now mom is listening to us as well. Hello, mother. <laughs> and, uh, very
1: cool. She has this, yeah, this QX50 and loves she's it. She's loving it. I think it's fantastic. I like that you spent time, obviously, with what you do at CarMax and listening to the podcast and just – Thinking, trying to get inside your mom's head for what she needs, and you guys have found something that surprised both of you. Yeah, and now she's in love with it. That's perfect. That, that honestly, that's one of my favorite things when it happens to uh, to us. When it happens to you guys listening, we get into a car and we're just like, "This is much better than I expected." Yeah, that's I love really it when that happens. cool. You're just hopping something, yeah. and you're like. Especially it's, what's really surprising when you get in something you kind of expected to be good and it still exceeds your expectations. It's even better. But but then that's really fun. But the ones where I'm just like, I don't know about this and then hey, wait a minute, that's always really cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean there are the cars that I don't know about this and then it lets you down even further. And, I don't know
1: about this. And no, I was right. Like, that's that's
0: I, I should <laughs> yeah, we should all avoid. That happens too, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much for writing. We've got Austin in Columbus, Ohio. He got a 2019 Honda Civic Si Coupe mm-hmm. in support of the manuals. Nice. I love it. He said he needed to
1: do his part. It's almost community service at this point. He needed to do exactly. his part and buy a manual as a new car. He went shopping. He he wrote us a, a little while back, but uh, he's had a long list of, of cars he was considering. He test drove just about everything. Had a budget of twenty five thousand dollars. Needed a good, actual daily car for about twenty five grand. Quick. Fun needed to be reliable, you see why he landed on Honda
0: civic s i mm oh pearl white all right i'll I'll give you a pass because it's pearl, otherwise the white eh. Honda's got a lot of white in their
1: history and their portfolio I'm not they a big do. white fan but but Honda's known for but nice the little pearl white
0: cars, i'll yeah. I'll give you the pearl because okay. that is nice. All right. And uh, I love that you're enjoying your first new car and your first manual car. So, yes, you did your <clears throat> civic duty to I love that. Civic duty. <clears throat> yeah, that's his pun, not ours, by the way. But it's a very good one. <laughs> civic duty, anyway. Aye, aye, aye. All E&D right, is out in Wichita, Kansas. He wrote to us not too long ago. Because he followed up back at the end of March after he bought his car. And he said we hadn't gotten back to him yet. We hadn't uh, yet included this in the car conclusions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he wrote to us in 2015, if you can believe this, episode 30. Wow. Going way back about replacements for his 2009 Ford Fusion four cylinder. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm and he had well everything had stopped working on his oh, 04 Audi A4. <clears laughs> hmm.
1: It's like a dice roll that you lose either way. Am I in the Ford <laughs> Fusion four cylinder or the
0: broken down Audi A4? It's just <laughs> it's just a bad day. It's what it is. There's unhappier and then there's worse. Which should I get? All right. So, he graduated with his bachelor's in mechanical engineering from Kansas State University. By the way, Ian, my mom went to K-State, my dad went to KU, so yes, I grew up in a house divided. And they were always, you know, That's going funny. back, back and forth. Funny. They love each other very much. And uh, they were going back and forth. And so I, I have a special place in in my heart for both universities. That's funny. As a matter of fact. My dad went to
1: KU. It's a weird – It is. It's our, our worlds collide oh my gosh, yeah. in this really small town in Kansas – yeah, where but it doesn't matter. We, we we had no idea until probably ten years ago. Yeah, that very close people on both sides of our family both gravita- or both happened to be in the same town of a thousand people mm-hmm. in the eastern edge of Kansas, and that just made the world even smaller. But that doesn't affect affect this now. But
0: anyway, Kansas State, Ku. We're moving on. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. So looking through the summer and into the fall, he couldn't find a job upon graduation, so he went with a backup plan. Started his master's degree in ma- mechanical engineering. Wow. with an Emphasis in thermal science and fluid mechanics. So he worked as a graduate research assistant and did his research on cabin airflow and disease control in 737s and a mock-up section of a 767 cabin. Does anybody
1: else frightened by the sentence about disease control wow. on a commonly flown aircraft? Does that disturb anyone else or is it just me? <laughs> Everybody anyway. else is fine with it, because yeah. what can we do about it? Yeah. You get on, and you're... What are you in? I'm in disease control for aircraft. I'm sorry. <laughs> Commercial plates?
0: Right away. Awesome. No. Great. Now, this got him good experience, though, and he said, got me you know his advanced degree, but because of school, he couldn't save up money for a car. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he had to stick with old reliable longer than he expected, and during that time, he gave himself drive homework and drove a lot it. of the fun it. stuff that we've recommended. Miatas, Boxsters, GTIs. So I love that you came away with all these driving impressions in mm-hmm. your mind. Yeah, for things sure. Things that for you were sure, thinking yeah. about. So after that, he did get a job, and he's with, uh, where is it, Textron it's Aviation. Textron
1: Aviation, yeah. They do Cessna, Beechcraft, Hawker, these kind of things in Wichita, Kansas. He's a propulsion engineer for them, yeah. proving further that you're smart and know things that I don't. So bravo. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then he started looking at cars again after of he got course, the job. Because, of course, Because, you know, got the job. Yes, absolutely. Got a, got a roll absolutely. in something hot. All right, so Lexus, uh, RC350, Fiat 124 Spider, BMWs, Porsches, Chevys, Mazdas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He even drove the Miata Club. And then he went to, huh, he found the bigger coupes to be a good place to be, but then, you know, he was not having as much fun, it doesn't yeah, sound like. he wanted the smaller stuff after he drove it all, yeah. So, he started working through this list, working down on the criteria – Really ending at steering ratio, again, it all comes down steering <laughs> really. ratio. Really? Right? That's really all we're worried about. I don't know why I wrote a steering ratio joke Seats, today, but we are. whatever. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Shifter, I guess. But steering ratio. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this math problem. It's the best. <laughs> so at the end of March, he is an owner of a 2017 Mazda MX-5 Grand Touring. Love it. In that red, that Miata red. It's that's, that That's soul the red. best color. That is Crystal the best metallic. color right now, yeah. He got it for 23.8, so only 1,400 miles on the odometer, which meant either well, somebody didn't done, like it. done, by the way. Or it was the demo car or Grand the manager's Trick, car something. 23.8 with 1,500
1: miles on it is a fine. Done. And here's the thing. He says whenever he looks at it, he thinks, I wish that was my car. Wait, that is my car. <laughs> that is, honestly. Then you if, know. If, if there's a sentence that is what I want for us and for everybody listening, that's it. Where you had that one where you just kind of, you linger looking at that car because that's a cool car and I wish I owned that. And then it dawns on you, you currently have the keys. (laughs) That's the best feeling ever. He did reassure us that he did not
0: shop Maserati Quattroportes.
1: That's good because, you know, the Italian four-door is known for its reliability. Reassured. that Yeah. Good job on that. I so want Chevy to just come out with the four-door.
0: They kind response. of did with the SS. It was sort of like I know. Is that it, the Mal? What
1: is yeah. that? There's just two letters. Plus the fact that the SS was always a designation, model line, like a, <laughs> a, a trim level of cars <laughs> before, and now it's just like we don't even have a name. It's just a trim. It's, it's
0: just, just SS. I got the Chevy trim. You're level. right.
1: That is that is practically that is that is as close as they got to the fort, Forte, in spite of the fact that that's actually a good car. That is kind of their four door <laughs> sedan. Yeah, SS, move on. I got, I got a lunch. Come on, let's move on.
0: Exactly. Can we, get, can we roll along here? If you've got your own debate, everydaydrivertv at gmail.com or you can find us on the website. We've got the Atlanta Adventure coming at us yeah. at the end of October 2019, so we hope to see many of you there. By the way, as we have said, the, uh, the slots are going fast, and we do need some reservations so we know how many people are coming to what. For sure. So you can find the Eventbrite page and uh, would love to see you there. We've got more coming at you.
1: We're often asked how we find the cars we recommend because we do a lot of research for the show. Local or nationwide, our searches start with our friends at AutoTempest. Instead of searching each car site separately, you can enter your parameters into AutoTempest one time
0: and search them all at once. You can see results from Cars.com, Cars Direct, eBay, and more, or you can jump to AutoTrader and CarGurus without entering anything new. You can even search all of Craigslist nationwide. You know how hard it is to search Craigslist all at once? You can with AutoTempest.
1: Auto Tempest can help you find your next new or used car if there's a dozen in your neighborhood or two in the entire country. Plus, the folks at Auto Tempest actually do listen to this very podcast right along with you, and they're always looking for ways to refine the site to make it better. They already have research tools, buyer and seller guides, and are listening to what features users want.
0: So if we give you drive homework, or you're chasing your dream car, or you're just looking to feed the disease, Autotempest.com is the place to start. Heck, I was honored an hour ago. Summer is finally here, and with that comes sunshine and blistering hot car interiors. You know, the leather seats that you thought were a great idea until you scald your legs.
1: Luckily, all you need is a custom sunscreen from our friends at Covercraft. They're awesome. They're amazing. These foldable sunscreens fit perfectly in the windshield of your car and keep your car cooler when you're off enjoying the sunshine.
0: These custom sunscreens come in a variety of colors, and they're an affordable and simple way to keep your car cooler in the summer and protected from damaging UV rays all year long.
1: We swear by our custom sunscreens. I, I love it. It's one of our very favorite car accessories. Remember, you can get 10% off your car sunscreen by using the code EVERYDAY right now at Covercraft.com. Or you can follow the link from our sponsors page. We're back with Jenny writing to us from California. She said, it's been a while because it was episode 275. And it's a while at this point. It feels, to me, 275 is like, yeah, okay, we're what? Are we in the 300s? Just, no, we're in the 400s. It was an eye blink. So, uh, yeah, that happened. But uh, Jenny wrote to us and she... Back in that episode was telling us at the time the history that she had, which her dad raced vintage cars. Yeah, she's that telling was cool a cool She's <laughs> telling us now in the follow-up. He never had one, like, around by the time she got to driving. Mm-hmm. But she's a big-time car girl, and she's looked for just about everything. She was looking for new fun. She was replacing her Volvo XC60. And here's the thing. She says she's a hatch girl. She's reminding us it was newer, used for less than 35K, supportive seats, unique but didn't want it to be something that required maintenance. Decent gas mileage, but here's the thing I find most fascinating. This to me, I read read this (laughs) again. I remember originally and then now, Jenny was shopping for a specific dimensions for the outside of the car Yeah, because that's how it fit the garage. This was memorable. And and the thing I love about this, and and the reason I want to bring it up again is that's just real life, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You you can Mm -hmm. have whatever your parameters are for your car. Of course, budget's going to be included. And of course, we want you to have fun and all that kind of stuff. But you personally, whoever you are out there, you have some weird thing it has to do. That's just life. And in Jenny's case, it was cannot be further than these dimensions. And we recommended a lot of stuff. But for example, she drove a Corvette, loved it, was a serious contender, but it was a little bit too big. So it's out because it didn't fit the dimensions
0: that she was able to fit in her garage. Although I'm glad to know that you like the Corvette and you like the dynamics of it, Jenny. Yeah, for sure. So that's cool that, you know, and by the way, you can do driving homework at any time. Driving homework does not have to correspond to I have money and I'm going shopping for a car and I'm going to buy. No, no, no. Driving homework is just like extra credit over here. You can just go do it any time. The points you score are only for your own benefit. Absolutely, yes. But you have permission to go do driving homework just to satisfy your Curiosity, I guess?
1: You know when you're an adult, like like a like a full grown adult, like you've been out of school a while and then you just go take a class, you're not working for a degree. You just want to learn something new. This is test driving and driving homework yes. because it's uh you know what? It's March.
0: <laughs> it's a I should go drive Saturday something like I've never
1: driven before. What are we doing today? We're going test driving. Yeah. Why
0: not? well it 's like any one of us probably has about twenty different things we could be doing on a weekend mm-hmm. and be perfectly happy. Mm-hmm. Name the thing you love to do you twenty of them at least right now add driving homework like yes i 've kind of done a, I did that last Saturday, and the cars are already clean, and the house is actually pretty clean so <laughs> huh, instead of sitting in front of the television. Let's go driving. I love
1: that. I love that. So she drove all kinds of things. She actually reminded us that she has a Jeep Rubicon, a Ram 2500 diesel, and a GMC Canyon between she and her husband. So they have the big stuff covered. Yeah. <laughs> this was, utility. This was fun Scald stuff. Jenny. And she did drive the W X. That was part of the driving homework. She said the seats didn't work for her. Uh, she wound up. Again, the Corvette was a contender. She liked the Mercedes, but she didn't like the blind spots in the, in the Mercedes that she drove that we recommended. She wound up. Buying a brand new 2019 Mini Clubman S, upgraded sports seats, got it out the door for
0: 37K and in huge capital letters is I love it. That's fantastic. She said, I know it's a BMW under the hood, but it's a unique British racing green, white stripes and white top. So if you see Jenny buzzing around in California. In Los Angeles, yeah, exactly. Honk at her, and so she says she cackles when she takes it for a drive. There's a lot of cackling going on with everybody who's gotten a car. That's At the Everyday Driver Car Debate, you should cackle, too, or something like that. I don't know. Cackle more? I don't know. And she's identified it. She said the nice, windy roads are freeway on-ramps. There you go, just Mm -hmm. hitting the gas, just to weave through traffic around people who don't know
1: how to drive. Yeah, she said she's actually in the Bay Area. Sorry, I got that wrong. But she's identifying the fact of uh, get off your
0: phones, folks. Your phone doesn't help you steer the car. Just it really doesn't. I yeah. encountered another guy who just couldn't figure out what he was doing. And I, then I realized the phone was in his hand. I just thought, ah, it's not helping you steer that
1: car. I, I feel like there's there's about a 90% chance that if the person in front of you is way to one side of their lane, they're probably on their phone. Yeah. Not yeah. always, but I feel like whenever I see somebody that's just like, it doesn't matter which side, way to one side of their lane or the other and I actually think maybe I'm wrong here but I actually think that you counter to the direction that you lean when you look at your phone. Oh. I that I could I, be. I I haven't looked at people that closely yet, but I'm starting Ooh. to wonder if that's the factor. You know?
0: I've always noticed when a car should be, you know, going for the hole in traffic, like you you get around that person and mm-hmm. then you can change lanes and get ahead of the semi truck kind of thing. Yeah. And the car doesn't. It just mm-hmm. sort of like Slowly drifts down two miles an hour, and I'm thinking you're on your phone because you yeah. 're not paying attention to the get left you're and paying go attention past just thing enough to be moving drive, forward yeah. go purposeful go 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 well, that and the
1: other one, forget phones for a second. The other one that, you, that annoys both you and I because it it bugs us for a safety purpose is the people that will just drive inexplicably for miles and miles and miles right beside the 18 wheeler oh like not oh. Beside, by the way, not beside the cab, not beside the rear wheels, right beside the middle of the trailer yeah, and we're just oh. cruising along for the next. Why are we here? Don't, don't I always wonder, for that driver, don't you want to be either in front of or behind him? Wouldn't you rather? Yeah. Has it not dawned on
0: you yet? It's 80,000 pounds of truck. Get past the truck. Leave them alone. Leave those folks alone. Yeah. Give them a wide berth. I think they'll anyway, thank you. Yeah. Wow. All right. So That Jenny had nothing is, to do um, with this. She's
1: driving her Clubman <laughs> S cruising. around the Bay Area and loving it, which we are thrilled to hear that. And uh, I I come back to my favorite thing about this story is you shopped for space in your garage. I just love how real world that is.
0: Yeah, for sure. She gives us a little bit of update on her dad. She said, one time, this is a little story. He's got an Italian mechanic in Berkeley who kept all the cars in tip-top shape. He did wreck a particular Ferrari in Italy when he was test driving it. She said, apparently the one he was test driving, they only made a handful of. And the wreck was thirty or so years ago, and it was so well known they named the curve that he crashed the car on <laughs> after him. And she's got pictures of the curve. That's what you call being infamous, not famous, <laughs> infamous. Anyway, yeah. Apparently, the curve's now been renamed, but at least, uh, yeah. But fun anyway. Yeah. I- I'm glad he was okay then. And yeah. Anyway, Jenny, thanks so much for following the show. And. Sending us your updates. And by the way, you can all update us again when you do change cars once again. That's perfectly sure. fine, too. You sure. have my permission.
1: Everyday Driver TV at Gmail is our direct email address. You can also go to the website, EverydayDriver.com. You've got the, under the About tab is a contact form. You can reach us there as well. It goes straight
0: to that same email address. Our friend Olin is in Seattle, right? We've seen this car. Yes, we've seen the car. Yeah. Olin is next. He's up in Seattle, and he picked up a 911 Target a while back, but He said, I need you to know some details about the car. Yeah, I love this. I love it. So this was way back in episode 306. Again, Mm -hmm. an eye blink. And he said, we were debating a four-seater enthusiast car to get instead of the Model 3 that he was ordering. Mm -hmm. He was actually canceling the Model 3 order. And he was still wrapping his head about exactly what he wanted, he says. And he knew it had to be fun. It had to be special. And so we have beat the drum of buy used for great cars that are affordable. Yes, for sure. So that got him to open up his search to just about everything. And he said, well, the practical side of him said, get a certified pre-owned BMW M140 or M240, which we recommended. They would have been good, for sure. But he wanted something even more special than that. We talked about Evora's, 911's, Skyline's, even a Vantage. Mm -hmm. He said, all very intriguing, but he, he said, we pointed out, we're not sure you want to park those on the street. Yeah, yeah. So what this did was spur him into action to ta- attack the garage. Don't I have a garage?
1: <laughs> Honey, have you seen the garage? <laughs> Shouldn't we put cars in the garage? My, my in-laws are yes. guilty of this. Oh, and, really? And they, and they, for years, they've, they've just now like, gotten all the garage used for cars, if you're lucky. But, but they, for years, would look at me strangely because I would be frustrated if stuff was put where cars needed to go in the garage. It was like, because it's for the cars. Yeah, you I, know,
0: that's what the architect, it was like, it, for. Extra,
1: it was like extra family storage. Oh, and, and I know, uh, and look, I know this happens and life happens that way sometimes. And I totally get it. But I love that this discussion of what do I want to do? I want to park a nice
0: car on the street. Made Ellen go, okay, okay, we're dealing with the garage. <laughs> Olin sent us pictures. He said he did his, his driving homework, but he also sold a ton of stuff reorganized the garage, built custom ramps out of Trex board so the future sports car wouldn't scrape because his driveway kind of goes down Mm -hmm. and then flattens out. So he's got a little bit of a, you know, it's not the hump over where you would high side the car or high center it. He drops down into it. Yeah, he's got to solve that. So he can scrape you know, kind of depending on what car you get. So he was ready for it. Amazing. I love it. And then he bought the 997 911 Targa.
1: The Targa. It's very cool. It's one of those unique uh, unicorn cars we talk about now, and then it is the random 911 with a hatchback. And on also the huge glass panel that falls back. They've, the 911 has done various. Here I am talking Porsche again. Why does this happen? Why are you the Porsche guy, and I end up talking about Porsche history? Anyway, <laughs> it's my subversive tactics. Yes, of you just I, you I don't just stay quiet and let me get myself in trouble. <laughs> right. But but Porsche has done a few interesting things with the Targa over the years. The 997 generation has an all glass roof that slides back over the
0: back glass. Or if the roof is closed, the back glass works like a hatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And the part that I love the most, Olin, is when you said you literally drive it to work every day, even in winter, take Mm -hmm. the kids to school in it. Love it. Club drives on the weekend. You give coworkers rides home, and it's racking up a lot more miles than he ever expected. But he said that's fine. It was already high mileage, it's not precious, and you're driving it. I love it. I mean, it's let's really go cool. for chance of shooting for 600,000 on his car, and he's at about 160 right now. <laughs> I didn't know he'd put a, put a stake in the ground. Well, it's because all the other owners of this particular Millennium Edition yeah. 911 yeah, Carrera yeah. have, without opening the engine and rebuilding it, between 400,000 and 600,000 miles on their cars. There's somebody
1: out there with that?
0: Yeah. He said really? multiple people are in the three to six hundred range. So he's just getting started over here. <laughs> is he aware of how long that's going to take? He's a minnow in comparison, and he's doing his best. Because Chance also has the Mustang that he drives. It's yeah. not like he's
1: commuting 50 miles a day you know, twice. Wow. I Chance, love you, buddy, but that's going to take some time. It I didn't is. know you'd given yourself that task. It wow. Is. Okay. I, All right. I mean, I enough. might have you know, know.
0: pushed him in that direction a little bit, but of course uh, you did. Owen, okay. I yeah. say. Set a goal at least right. 250 before you crack open the engine and do any rebuild of any kind, right? At least.
1: Well, and I love that you have this car. They're beautiful cars. It's one of our unicorns, and I think that's great you have it. I love
0: hearing more about the story, and we have seen it. It's black, it's beautiful, it's very nice. Yeah, it is. All right, from episode 310, Megan S. is in Utah. Yeah. She wrote in to us and she said she got rid of her Subaru back in October mm-hmm. and bought a Volkswagen Golf GTI Autobahn with the performance package. And what I love about this, Megan, is she said she's never had so much fun driving a car and still makes her smile 10 months later after buying it. it. Love it. That's exactly right. She says it's great to drive, still practical. They fit Mm -hmm. a 65-inch TV in it. Holy moly. (laughs) Was the hatch open or closed is my question. <laughs> it's impressive. It's
1: well done. Yeah. yeah. That that did not have a lot of extra packaging. It was just television. Yeah. Anyway, yeah.
0: She said the only thing I don't love about the car is it's white, not red, but Megan, what you could do is investigate wraps. Instead you of could. repainting it, you could, yeah, for sure. You could get it wrapped, and mm-hmm. wraps can last between three and five years, depending yeah. on the, the uh, quality that you use. They're not that expensive in comparison to a paint job. Yeah. But if you get bored with it, you can change the color yet again.
1: You can. Watch the many people that have done it. Actually, Megan and her husband, I've met them both at a Cars and Coffee here in Park City. I hope to see you guys again. And when when you see us again, Megan, please... Uh, make sure you go, there's the GTI right there, which is really cool. I love that you love this car. What I also think is funny is she just said she's been driving a Nissan Sentra rental for the last few days, and it's made her realize how much she loves her GTI.
0: It's so great.
1: That's also funny, to be in something that is the palate cleanser. And it doesn't even have to be a bad car, but just some car that's not yours. And, of course, you and I have this all the time with press cars. But whether you do or not, just getting in something different than your own car for a few days is an amazing reset when you get back in your own car and are like, what do, do I really like this? And what do I love about it? That's always
0: fascinating. I love that. You got the everyday driver sticker on it too, because it's like Nathan in, in yeah. LA yeah, yeah. who saw one on the car, about yeah. your story. So what's our special like headlight blink to other owners or, you know, you've got, I don't sticker. know. We, it's not, we need, I guess we need something, don't we? You know, it's, it's, it can't be like, oh, there's police waiting for you ahead, by the side of the road, and it's not turn on your lights. I think you, I it's, think, I think you just, ha- I think
1: you just have to drive up beside it at this point. But I here's it's the like thing: this
0: weirdo, guys, he, will never believe. This exactly, drove up next. This to me.
1: weird long-haired guy <laughs> drove beside me in a Lotus Elise and gave me a thumbs up. But I still haven't figured out why.
0: Exactly. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Who was that? All right, moving on to episode three eighty six. Matthew L is writing to us. Mm-hmm. You remember the discussion about a car for Pebble Beach, and yes. so Pebble Beach is the the overarching term for the third week in August every year, which is the incredibly crazy madness, you won't believe how many rich people are there, car show. The
1: Monster Monterey Car Week, where the parking lots for the events could stand for a really good cars and
0: coffee presentation anywhere else. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, he wrote to us and said, what car do I get to take to Pebble? Pebble Beach Week. Yeah, keep this in mind. He
1: has a uh, Mustang GT 350 which we like. He has a Cadillac CTSV which we also like, CTSV wagon. Nice. But he didn't think either of those were good for this monster road trip from Texas to Pebble Beach and he wanted to come back across the middle of the US and then come back down. He wanted a big road trip and he was worried about the fact that the CTSV would essentially need to haul a tanker of fuel. And the GT350 would be far too loud and punishing. So he was actually shopping, because he was shopping for a third car anyway. He was like, let's do something. <laughs> I need a car like, just for the like car show. Do. Exactly. Then I'm going to sell it after exactly. the show. Exactly. I'm like, just going to drive it there and drive it back and sell Disposable. Yeah, anyway, just leave it on the side of the road with a note on it. Thanks, <laughs> went to Pebble Beach. No, we're exactly. not talking about that. He wanted a third something, and he found something very
0: unique. So what he got was the Jaguar XF Sportbrake. He said he had previously written us and and we did get the email thank you so much Matthew and so he said here's the follow up about the trip he drove a total of 3800 miles interstate 10 through Los Angeles on the way out he said the return route was I-40 to Texas and then what he calls the last picture show Dairy Queen route into Dallas Fort Worth but he said the car handled wonderfully performed wonderfully the only scary moments were of course the 18 wheelers on I-40 and the strong crosswinds but you know he really was happy that he got the car good 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 and the comments that he got, he said, I've had several comments on the car with the most common being, I didn't know Jaguar made a station wagon. It's not a common car. That's a car that that's likely. I think that's great. What was cool is he got invited to an informal picnic on 17-mile drive with other Jaguar owners. <laughs> he said the car was a huge hit with the other owners. I love it. When your car sort of opens up the world and you get to meet new people. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. opens up something you never expected. I love that. And he said, well, I thought I was... Done because at at Monterey you mm-hmm. see everything. It's not like, oh my gosh, I saw a Bugatti Chiron. You might see eight of them. Yes, it's true. It's very true. It, oh, I, I saw a Koenigsegg. There's like thirty of them. Yeah, there. the whole club is here. Yeah, yeah they drove yeah. in Pagani's mm-hmm. two years ago. There were. Eight or sixteen of them, or something, yeah, yeah. outlandish. There, there was a, a whole dim-
1: like, demonstration of just just wiras. I'd never yeah. seen one, and now it was like, okay, I'm good. I've seen I've like, seen about every way you can paint a wire. Up. Exactly. I think yeah. I've seen them all. As a yeah, exactly. matter of fact.
0: <laughs> and so he thought he was all carved out. Mm-hmm. I've experienced the exact same thing, Matt. You think you're done, like, I, th- I think I can take like a week off, and then something drives by uh-huh. and turns your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happened to him. It was a Corvette rally going down I-40, reignited the disease after he'd been to the show. And he got
1: home and promptly got on Bring a Trailer uh-huh. and booked his trip for next year. I think both of those are great. That's how you know you have the disease big time, Matt. Thanks for your support. Thanks for uh, for being a patron. You mentioned that as well. Thank you so much.
0: We just love that you took that trip in that car, and it's unique. I think that's amazing. François P in Cow Bay, Nova Scotia, Canada. He's known as Frankie Pear on Instagram. He wrote to us with um, a all Saturn garage. I don't think I've ever met anybody with an, an all Saturn all garage. All Saturn garage. Not kidding. I have more than one car.
1: They are all Saturns. Just, just, just <laughs> let that, just let that sink in for a minute. Then we'll move
0: on. Yeah. He starts the email saying, "Mike." Their mechanic of 26 years told his wife he would no longer work on her 2006 Saturn Vue bought new in 05. They'd been trying for a few years to convince her to get a new car, but they always brushed she always brushed them off with you're not a mechanic and when Mike says so, I'll do it. And then Mike said so. What I love What I love
1: is the image here. By the way, that means you have a very honest friendly mechanic, but because let's be honest, the mechanic ultimately they're probably going to take your money. You want to dig around in this this piece? Again, sure. I'll dig around and tell you that these four things are broken. He actually got to a place. He was like, you know what? Stop bringing me that one. I don't want it anymore. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> We've got to keep our mechanics happy, too, right? Yes, we because do, for sure, like for sure. Because they got to like the car yeah, they're yeah. working on, ideally. So then he found Everyday Driver. He found the podcast. So we went all the way back to the beginning. Thank you, Francois. That's really cool. He worked his way through every single episode and then he decided to give his wife drive homework. I love this. I love this. She tested of a wide range of cars, including some she would have never thought of. Few of them surprised her, which is great. And after 10 months, she settled on something. So she owns a 2019 Jeep Compass, bought brand new. And as he puts it, she's happy as a clam at high tide. I love that you listen to the podcast. When looking for a podcast about
1: buying cars, found this one and connected with you, which is great. Thank you. And then by listening to it, you thought, all right, I'm going to build a criteria to help my wife through this process. Mm -hmm. And even though it took 10 months, I like that that worked. I like that it helped you guys land on something where she is just thrilled. I mean, we're talking about in your wife, hi, by the way, in your wife, somebody who had a car that was perfectly good and she liked it, she didn't have a reason to look. She wasn't already going, I should get something else. That is already an uphill battle for finding that person something else they'll really like. And you did, which is great. I love yeah. that. But that's not the that's not, we're close to the end. Then the twist happens. Mike the mechanic struck again.
0: Not Mike and the mechanics. Mike the mechanic. <laughs> Nicely done. Good reference there. He struck again and said, um, Francois, you should consider buying something new for yourself too and yes. get rid of that 08 Saturn Outlook, which is actually three other cars, I think. It's the Acadia, the Enclave, and well, it's, something else. The, it's the, the Buick. Forgetting. The Buick. Yeah, the Buick the Enclave. Jimsy
1: Acadia and the Chevy Traverse. Chevy Traverse. Still there the we same. go. Yeah, it's the same So guy.
0: all four started to... Um, yeah, that, that was uh, that was the era, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was showing its rust age. They were part of the Saturn cult, they admit. And his do-it-all vehicle tows the boat, trailers everything, seats eight, which is great for, you know, when the kids were little or family outings. Very comfortable. He uses it at a part-time pickup truck. But he said... um, after Mike talked to him and, you know, <laughs> had the, the intervention, as we'll call it. I, I love the image of Mike pulling aside and going, hey, 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 Francois, seriously? No. <laughs> I just love that. He has decided to keep the outlook, actually, because it's, it's got over 200,000 miles they live by the Atlantic Ocean, of course, all the salty roads in the winter have taken its toll on it, but it still runs and it can be, you know, demoted to second vehicle, second
1: hauling. He's demoting it to just those hauling needs. The way yeah. most people would use a pickup if they have a pickup as their tow vehicle, that's what he's gonna do with the outlook
0: until it fully breaks. But this frees yeah. him up yeah. to buy more fun. So he gave himself drive homework. He, he drove all the trucks. He even drove a Porsche Macan S and fell in love with it, but he said, I couldn't afford a new one. They're right at the top end of his budget. Even if he could convince his wife to go over, he said, they're, they're nowhere near what I can do. So this forced him to reassess everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, he drove some more small, fun, usual re- recommendations and, uh, you know, settled on a golf R and then, uh, at the Volkswagen dealer, he kept, Having his head turned by an Ardeon R Line. Mm -hmm. And the R Line, he said, was pretty intriguing. And, you know, his wife said, Why don't you give it a shot? Give it a drive. So he wondered could I find a sedan that could check all the boxes of what he's looking for? The fun thing.
1: I like that the Ardeon in yellow. By the way, colors are awesome. The Ardeon in yellow kept turning his head enough. He was like, I've never looked at sedans. That's what I think is interesting. Yeah. And that car's yeah. styling and everything about it. He said he drove it, and he, he he felt like when he drove it, it wasn't quite what he wanted. But what I love about it is that it awakened him to,
0: wait, 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 wait. I haven't even looked at sedans yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he said more driving homework ensued. He drove, you name it, domestic, European, Asian. He drove them all. And then... He bought a 2015 Audi S5 Coupe Technic Supercharged, and he wow. said everything has gotten more enjoyable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's really great. That's that's a fantastic story, Francois. Thank you for that. And two cars in one. That's what I like about that whole update. Mm-hmm. This podcast, we actually didn't do a car debate for either he or his wife, and there's two cars out of it. I think that's fantastic.
0: All right, moving to episode 408. Tim M. wrote to us, and he said uh, he had this MR2. He said mm-hmm. it was rough it was kind of rough but it was fast
1: it's pretty much just to become a track car yeah which made it really too bad for everything else
0: he said 1.6 g in the turns he said the data logs measured 1.6 g so he was looking around at things. He wanted comfort over handling, but all that went out the window. And he's <laughs> apparently we suggested a Dodge Charger Scat Pack, which was a good choice, but he didn't want everybody to think,
1: you know, he was a cop. He was doing the opposite of his track cars, where he started I want the opposite of my track car. I want big. I want comfortable. Mm-hmm. I want to just be able to drive and relax. And the cop car was interesting, but too much of a cop car. <laughs> and right. he's a sports car guy. So that. Turned
0: him away from the full on Grand Tour and headed him back towards sports cars. So, what he ended up getting was a 2002 C5 generation Corvette Z06. He said it's got a couple of mods that he would have done for $18,000, 76,000 miles. That's amazing. He's got a few more mods in mind. But he says hockey bags do fit surprisingly well in that trunk.
1: <laughs> yeah. We, we talked about it on American Original. We talked about it on our TV episode as well, that was just about the Z06s. That C5 Z06 is right now one of the forgotten performance bargains. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's just, it's a genuinely great to drive car. And again, it's showing it right here with Tim. $18,000 got a really good sports car.
0: And for that engine, 76,000 miles is nothing. I, I love it. Tim, well bought. He said, I don't need any more power. Just dine on it under 400 wheel horsepower. Yeah, you'll be fine. So I'll put heads in a cam on it at some point, but you know. <laughs>
1: he says, he says that like we all do it. He says that like we As all have do. that on our calendar. Like go to the dentist on Wednesday, and on Thursday, we're doing heads.
0: It's <laughs> heads. happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cams are next Friday. Yeah, you know it. We'll get there. All right. Finally, Josh H. is somewhere out in the Ozarks. He said, I want to thank you for helping me find the perfect car despite not even asking what car he should get. So, he had been looking for a long time, had purchased a brand new World Rally Blue Subaru WRX with the performance pack. Cool. Car cool. seats. He said, I've been lusting over this for a long time. And he even did some mods himself. He mm-hmm. said, I was really enjoying the car, but that payment every month was putting a damper on the fun. Ooh, that's hard. So, he says, between work, a newborn, and general adulting, he found himself <laughs> unable to get out and enjoy the car. <laughs> yeah. He said track days, autocross, that's what he really wanted it for. And he said, you know, they've taken on a few road trips and blast through the hills and the Ozarks, but he couldn't justify it anymore.
1: Mm, That's That's, hard. That's rough. That's really difficult. And you don't want to have that monthly payment bill come through every month and you just think – I like the car, but I just didn't use it. I didn't and that hurts it. more than you're enjoying yeah. the car. Yeah, I think, well, I think it compounds it. You know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you didn't drive it a lot, but, man, you had fun mm-hmm. in it, and you feel like you're using it to what you want it to be used for, but it's quite expensive, you can start to justify it. But if you
0: aren't even using it like you want to, and you can't, oh, man, that's just hard. That's life right there. Yeah. All right, so – after finding the podcast, watching the television content and YouTube, he says he found he kept coming back to one car in his quest for cheap but fun daily. Cool. And so what he bought was a one owner, secondhand Honda Fit Sport with a manual. Hmm. The manual, the manual is fun in that car. I think that's the key for that Absolutely, car. Absolutely. It is To it's got really distract what it is. And it, it
1: continues to be a great magic trick for how is there this much space in here? <laughs>
0: Really does. I mean,
1: as far as being a family car on top of everything else, is like, oh yeah, I have a place for that as well. It's crazy.
0: I mean, short of four wheel drive and a you know larger engine and beefier chassis for off roading, <laughs> short, short of
1: turning it into a different car, well, it's awesome. No, actually, you know it's I mean? genuinely like, fun.
0: Like the cab of a four door pickup truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not quite there, but every adult in the fit will have space. Yeah. It's, well, it's almost like a
1: cab of a truck with wheels. Interesting point. It's almost like it's just that. But I've talked about it before. I feel like the fit is, is a car that every automaker should pull into their studio and open up all the doors and all little cubbies and all little hatches and, and like stand around and <laughs> scratch their chins and go, how did they do this? <laughs> Boat designers need to do the same thing. It's crazy. And honestly, I do think it's one of those things. I've said it before. If you can fill every little cubby in that car, mm-hmm. I think you have too much stuff. It's not like, okay. what are we leaving behind because the car can't fit It's like, no, 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 no. I really am a pack rat because somehow I filled a Honda Fit. Anyway. <laughs> he
0: said, so everybody fits just perfectly in as long oh, as his wife doesn't jokes. kill him over all the puns. You know, He said, I hope to enjoy this for a very long time.
1: By the way, have you seen public service announcements for all of you? But I'm, uh, it, it starts, honestly, uh, with, with you, Josh. But I'm hoping everybody has seen the IKEA puns video. If you would like to see a couple struggling through oh puns, gosh. there is this guy who walked through Ikea and made a pun about every one of the ridiculous named products he picked up. And his girlfriend, you watch her seething as the video goes on. I watched it at one point, laughed hysterically. Then I showed it to my wife. She started seething on behalf of the girl. It was hysterical. So anyway, be careful when watching that. But yeah, that's what puns can do. That's
0: hilarious. hilarious. Guys, thank you so much for all your uh, your conclusions right into into Great us. Stuff. There's there's even more that we've got to get to. Absolutely, so yeah. that's why I said we've got to do this again shortly. I've been neglecting doing this, but I promised you. Here it is. Thank you. I'm glad that all of you are enjoying your cars so much. And keep yeah. in mind, yeah, yeah. driving homework is not just when you're buying. <laughs> you can look and shop anytime. You have our permission, and uh, yeah, anytime you want to write to us with your own debates because. Car buyers now have debates in the future, too. This is true. This is true. We've
1: got a few questions to cover. We don't have a ton because we've already covered a lot of ground here. A few questions to cover real quick that have come out of podcasts prior. 924Sam said on Instagram, In honor of my first wedding anniversary, what are some tips, tricks, or pointers for maintaining a healthy marriage while also having the car disease? <laughs> How long do you all have for this? I, I should have started Look at your watch. the beginning of this podcast this way. <laughs> no, honestly, the f- first thing I'm going to say to you, Sam, is... Um, Give your wife space to be a part of it or not. Mm. If good. if she wants to join you on a drive, great. If she'd really rather not go, don't talk her into it. Hmm. And, and I've had mm. to learn this with my wife who's become a bit of a car girl, but I have to also learn that she's not a good passenger.
0: And I will yeah. also admit, for yeah. example,
1: the Lotus is honestly the Lotus is a difficult car to be a passenger in it's so visceral that when you have no control over it it feels like a little bit too much so I have to be careful when she's riding shotgun with me in the Lotus because I can't I if I'm driving what feels like six seven tenths to me it feels like I'm at twelve to her oh yeah so I have sure. to be careful because her tolerance sure. for for that isn't good anyway so so think about that if she's riding along with you be sure you drive within her comfort you don't want to have a fight but give her the freedom to not be involved yeah that's important. Because that was one of the interesting things that happened with my wife is that over time she started asking more like, okay, hang on. Like when we did 50 Years of Nine Eleven, yeah, you and I were drinking from the fire hose of Nine Eleven for a few weeks and talking all this minutia. And one day she went, okay, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah. And so I spent, yeah. you know, a few minutes going, okay, this versus this. And here's why we're talking about this versus this. She went, oh, okay, I get it. So you may have those conversations. Also, figure out what she would like to be involved in. What's a hobby she likes that you just don't care about? Hmm. And give her room for that as well. Those are my two, like, there's a bunch of minutiae here, but those are my two big headlines.
0: You know, it's interesting. You mentioned um, what feels like six or seven tenths to you will feel like light speed to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Just by virtue of experience and driving different cars and yeah, knowing yeah. Yeah, knowing yeah. the car, knowing your tires and knowing what you're doing. There's a question here from Sean E a while back on Facebook asking us to define the slow car in slow car fast terms. Is it, you know, weight to horsepower? Is it 0 to 60 times because he's saying, you know, he's actually calling you out about 400 horsepower being sort of the upper end of I think Here's so. Kind of what you need, this is usable. Do you really need any more than 400? <laughs> I think that's could be thought for sure. He said, "What are some ways to think about how to choose a If you're in the market for a slow car, fast experience, power and stats are certainly seductive. Well, weight's obviously got to come into play there, too. it's huge, yeah. You know, the the purpose for what you're using the car and your environment, too, Mm -hmm. because you've got to have the roads to be able to chuck a a slow car through even a low-speed corner or something like that and really appreciate what Mm -hmm. the car is doing, appreciate the dynamics. I admit the Cayman is at the upper end of things where – I've got to have a high-speed sweeper to really go. Oh, there's the adrenaline. My yeah. adrenal glands finally opened, and I'm yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. my heart's racing at this point. There are th- the upper limits to that car, but I still do love the feeling that I get when I'm just you know sure. a little bit slower and slower to me is like 60 or 70. <laughs> like, what, what's slow here? What, slower me... to
1: you is only one multiple to the speed limit, not multiple multiples. Okay. Yes, you yeah.
0: know. But uh, for the various canyon roads, it just kind of depends on what are you trying to get out of it. Mm-hmm. I think and and. What's your environment? What access do you have to good roads? I also think slow car fast. I think it is a a byproduct of weight.
1: The lighter a car gets, the more it tends to have less power and actually be something where you can feel the dynamic things happening. And that feels fast even when you're doing 30 because Mm -hmm. the car doesn't weigh much. You get a really take a big SUV like a really big five 6,000-pound SUV. And once it gets to speed, you have no awareness of speed versus something like a Caterham, which is super lightweight and exposed to the elements, and 10 miles an hour feels like, hey, hang on, easy, slow down. Yeah, right. Okay? So you got those variables. That's a big thing about it. Also, ponder how often you can put your foot to the floor. Yeah. Because yeah. the slow car fast element is I actually just put my foot to the floor at the bottom of the on-ramp, and I've had my foot to the floor for the past 10, 15 seconds, and I haven't broken the broken any laws yet. Sure, you're ringing the sure. car out. You get a super powerful car. You put your foot to the floor, and three, four seconds later, you're illegal.
0: <laughs> why is traffic going backwards? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Why am I? Why, why is everything a blur? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, just like Jenny in California with her Clubman, she's finding the short bursts of enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah, think yeah. where we enjoy our cars a lot, it doesn't have to be a sustained two-hour. You know, enduro at the no. track to extract no. all the goodness out of the car. It can be the 10 seconds you're, you've got the gap, you've got it safely, mm-hmm. you can do it, but you got it.
1: Yeah. yeah or the yeah, on-ramp
0: sure. or whatever totally. it is, those totally. small pieces of enjoyment yeah. Yeah, where yeah. we love our cars. And then we go back to normal driving and we're just cruising. And then we really get on it and, <laughs> you know, you're through. You, yeah. you save yeah, yeah. yourself some time by getting ahead of the traffic or whatever. You know what I mean? But totally. It's the short burst that I love the most. I've got uh, one more
1: here I want to talk to really quickly. There's a lot of good ones I'm not going to get to, but I want to talk real quickly. Fabian wrote in on Instagram and said, okay, we told him, apparently we're getting called out here, but we told him to upgrade to a GT350, and he's seriously considering it. Wow, yeah. But he said, okay, okay, before I just decide on it, what must he cross shop with that? Oh. And I wanted to give a quick list. Definitely drive the Camaro. That is a fa- the current Camaro is a fantastic chassis. If you can afford a ZL1, awesome. But you know what? The SS1LE is also brilliant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So definitely drive the Camaro. The uh, it's got a very different style to it. Watch our ZL1 versus GT350 TV episode. Very different style to it than the Mustang. They're both excellent cars. If you're talking fifty five grand or so, fifty five to sixty, which I'm guessing you are, if you're looking at a new one of those, one M, yeah, and M2 sure. are both available. And then wild cards that are just two cedars, I have to bring them up, Supra and used Cayman.
0: Good ones, excellent ones. Guys, we're ending it there. Thank you so much for the conclusions. Really, really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed and keep it coming because we want to know what uh, what inspired you. We love the stories just as much as we love what you bought too. So thank you for the stories too. And uh, we're definitely looking forward to next time. Thanks everybody. Cheers. (laughs)